All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I hate to break the fishing news up here, Amtrak, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. You might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in episode 273 of the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Rumchuk. Chalmers, Jay, Bag Milk, they're all here. This podcast is brought to you by Oodle Noodle. Local eats, absolutely delicious. 14 locations in the Edmonton area. One is coming to St. Albert. It's so close. I can smell the nudes in the air. There's a buzz about town. People are talking about the Oodle Noodle coming to St. Albert. Uh, check them out online. They're also available on your favorite food service delivery app. As we start recording, we are getting news. Oilers Canucks, originally scheduled for tomorrow night, is not happening. Elliot Friedman confirming the news 12 seconds ago. Actually, you know what he's doing? He's confirming a Jason Greger report because Greger had it a couple minutes before that as well. Attaboy, Greger. Yep, attaboy, Greger of the DFO rundown, of course. Uh, so no Oilers against the Canucks tomorrow night. I, I figured let's just start by, let's go That's around. really by, not surprising though, is it? I was going to say, Beg, Beg Milk, you go first. It, right move, surprising move. What do you t- What's your take? I mean, I was, ho- I was obviously hopeful that they would be able to play. But then as the date got closer and you could still see that most of their fucking team was on the COVID protocol list, they hadn't had a practice. They've got, they would have basically had to ice an AHL team for a, at least a chunk of it. And then yesterday after JT Miller came and just like scorched the earth and his, in his presser, I was just like, there's no way this is going tomorrow. There's just no way. So I was hopeful for a Friday game. I didn't expect it. And but then also, you know what, selfishly, Tyler, the Oilers would have had to play tomorrow night in Vancouver and get done whenever they got done and then immediately jump on a plane and fly to Brandon, Manitoba and drive into Winnipeg. Like that's a, that's a tough turnaround for a back-to-back weekend too. So yeah, that's a two hour time change, isn't it? Yeah, and it is. And teams who travel for the second game of a back-to-back in the North division have like a 200 winning percentage this year in the North. So the, the Oilers in a way, like I see people online already. Oh, Canucks are forfeiting. Oilers should have gotten these easy two points. I don't give a shit. They're not going to play the crappy team, but they're going to be more rested for a big game against Winnipeg Saturday night. No complaints from me on this from an Oilers perspective. No complaints from me on this from a human perspective. Like those Canucks players have sat now for three weeks and you wanted them to just what pick up and go after a morning skate and one somewhat full practice where they only well, have he, like two thirds of their team. Get real. 
here's the thing also, like the NHL under the best of circumstances and there's no COVID would never have a team play with no practice time. There's think of a season when it starts, there's the preseason or there's training camp, then there's the preseason. And then that first handful of games is a complete gong show. And the Canucks were just be like, well, I know a lot of you are still having a hard time breathing or whatever. You know, I know various reporting depending on which players were, but for JT Miller to come out and say that he had teammates that were struggling to catch their breath after walking up the stairs. And then the NHL was going to like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You guys go ahead and play. Like, it's just, it was never going to happen. And if you're an Oilers fan, who's pissed off about this, imagine the scenario the other way around. Imagine if the Oilers had to go into a game against the Canucks after not playing for three weeks. And the word was like, oh, by the way, like no dry sidle. You're missing three other forwards. You're missing three defensemen. You're probably going to have to start Stuart Skinner between the pipes. Like if all that was happening, Oilers fans would be very vocal about why are they playing already? They shouldn't have to rush into this. Exactly. Okay, but exactly. But you, you know why I think the majority of Oilers fans might be acting this way right now? And I'm going to call it out. And it's the same thing I've had a problem with Oilers fans is at times we can be a little selfish, right? Like there's not a lot to look forward to right now. There's not a lot of getting together with your yeah. friends and, and weekends and the, the weather's nice. And, and we haven't had hockey in four days now. And, you know, I've, I was looking forward to the game. Immediately when you said that game wasn't happening, my split second reaction was, well, that fucking sucks. I was, I was looking sure. forward to a game on Friday, right? Absolutely. And that's understandable. But if you Oilers fans take it any further than that, before you reach a point where you go, this is completely unfair to the Vancouver Canucks and this game should not be played. And yes, we still get a game on Saturday. If you can't get there and you just are, you know, pissed off, that's just selfish. I mean, it's just, it's, it's selfish. And I find that, that trait in a lot you know, this man sometimes it's, you know what it sucks. I'm with Chalmers. It's like, I was looking forward to sitting down tomorrow night, Friday night, have a couple of drinks, watch the hockey game. But it, this is a, it's a bigger story than just, a, and we a, still get a game Saturday. It's not like we yeah. got to go the whole weekend well, now. Without yeah, we're going to watch them against Winnipeg I just, on Saturday. You know, I just want to be very, I just want to add a disclaimer here. When we talk about some weather's fans, we are talking about a very, very small, subset a of vocal fans. minority yeah the problem yes, is I, bet, the prob- but the I, problem- I, I i just want to defend others fans we're all fantastic people you can, and you there's can just defend- that decimal of percentage of the of the fandom that yes chalmers you're right if you'd yeah. like to if you'd like to find that decimal of the fandom go into robin brownley's article from yesterday and the conversation <laughs> they're all sitting there uh, yeah and and you know what the majority of them unfortunately they don't listen to this to get our perspective and to maybe get uh, some words of wisdom, you know, most of the people <laughs> I think that listen to this and, 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 and um, correspond <laughs> with us on a daily basis. I don't believe they're that they're the ones that are going to nope, be, they're like us yeah, you're pissed right. off. You know what I mean? It it's, sucks, but it is, what it's, it is. it's, it's, it's yeah. hard. Yeah, it is. It sucks. It is what it is. It's the same ones that just, you know, probably used to call into radio shows and give half-assed opinions that made everybody crazy. And so I've, I've also, they're like, out I mean, there. To me, my bigger problem is my boy's not playing this weekend at all, according to Jason Greger. Nude's still battling, uh, getting his bell rung, it seems like. Yeah. That sucks. Like, that God, to me... that does suck. Fuck, especially because we did nothing at the traded line. Like, that really sucks. To me, having Nuge miss out on Saturday as well, just because he clearly got his bell rung, to me, that's... I'm more upset about that than tomorrow's yeah. game being postponed. Do you Saturday's agree? game is big. Saturday's Huge. game is big. Huge. Do you agree with me that this season has felt like... There's been a lot of positives and a lot of negatives that we all know, but one kind of glaring thing to me that's been a huge disappointment has kind of been everything to deal with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Like we still don't have contract. We still are discussing contract at the beginning. He started out playing well, but really he hasn't been playing well. Let's call a spade a spade. He has not been playing well in the last month and a half. And now he's out. I mean, it's been, this has been a season to forget for the guy, man. And I'm like, it's a disappointing season for him, I'm sure. But like we could really we could have really used to not have that season for him this year. You know what I mean? Like might wonder, save you some money. I wonder how Yeah, that's the only bright side. I wonder how much like obviously he got drafted 2011, we're 10 years out from that now. I wonder how much of like the contract negotiation on the only place he's ever known is weighing on him in addition to 
you know, he's just, he doesn't have any confidence right now is the reality. Like there are so many times, Tyler, I know we talk about this all the time with Nuge. There are so many times where he's had a good, clean look in the slot this year. And if this was a year ago, he buries it every single time. And this year yep. he's either firing wide, he's going high right into the chest. It's like, there's something weighing on him. Sometimes you're shooting, yeah, there's some weighing on him. Sometimes your your shooting percentage goes a different direction and we're kind of experiencing that. And you're right, there's a lot of weight on him. But also, like, it, it, this is a contract year. So the positive of that is, you know, we can probably get into a pretty fair deal as a result of all this as well. Businessman, which- businessman Ken, Ken, Ken Holland should be knocking on that agent's door and saying, come in here right now. Elephant in the room. Clearly, this is bothering him. I want him to play better. You want him to play better. I think it's time to make a deal. And hopefully that mm-hmm. one's a little bit more favorable for the Oilers. And the, the, also the thing too, it just, cause I have to president CEO, Ryan Nugent Fadden, Hopkins fan club. He's still, despite not playing well, still on playing well. for 58 points yeah. over a full season. So like, like it's that, not that, as yeah. disastrous as some people think, but yeah, I would I certainly say he's not playing well. He only has 12 even strength points this year. Like it's, it is a rough, rough year so far. Oh, I for forgot Randy that Jordan. power play points don't count. Well, no, stuff. but I mean a guy like that, if you're going to pay him six point something or $6 million, you want him to drive a little and produce a little at five on five. I don't think that's unfair to say. I don't like, think it's I, unfair to say either, but I would also suggest that 58 points over the course of a full year isn't a complete disaster. Either. No, it's not. No. Okay. No, so not. all that, all those kind of stats aside, the fact is, is, He's not, the sight test is not there right now. We need no, him. He's not playing well. No, we I fucking think, need him. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes. I Regardless don't think anybody on this you... podcast would say that he's playing well. This isn't Ryan Nugent Hopkins that we saw a year ago. It's just not. But I also, I have to defend him. It's just not as big of a disaster as some people think. Yeah, I would agree with that. But let's hope, let's hope he can, it's shitty he got his bell rung because that, that has some lasting effects. Sure. But let's hope he can come back to the occasion for playoffs when it actually matters the most. He needs to play better. The real, yeah. long and short of it, he has to play better in all three areas yeah. of the ice. Never going to argue against that. You know what it is? He needs the mustache back. He turned yes. his back on it and that yep. and lost a bit of his essence. I bet you go for a, a Ryan, Ryan Nugent Hopkins rebrand. Bring back the... Uh, <laughs> Well, the three musketeer stash. I was trying yes, to think of one yeah. of the musketeer names. It starts with a D. Come on, help me. Dontarius? No. The Leonardo. Wow. No. Donatello. The D. Not Donatello. What are the three musketeers? Michelangelo? Names? The three musketeers. Uh, no, I can't Dar- even name Dar- one of the three musketeers. D'Artagnan. Dar- D'Artagnan. My God. I would have never got that without Google, by the way. (laughs) I didn't even know that Three Musketeers had names. D'Artagnan. I thought they were one, two, and three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I would have never done that without Google. Yeah. (laughs) You people learned something today. Yes, yes, we did. I I wanted to mix in a little bit of hockey talk into today's episode. Um, So I, I got another hypothetical for you guys. And this spawned from an this spawns from an interview I did with a junior hockey goalie yesterday, where I asked him a question about like late game scenarios and what he likes. So I want to hit you guys with this hypothetical. Let's say let's say Oilers Jets round one of the playoffs goes to game seven. It goes Oof. to overtime. <laughs> a magic genie grants you a wish. You can give the Oilers one of two things. You can give them a penalty shot where you pick the shooter. Or you can give them one minute of five on three hockey to start overtime. Oh, five on three. Five on three. Five on three. Five on, five on three. three. You don't think a penalty shot's got... 50 50. You score in one minute, five uh, on three. Eight. You score 100% of the time. And if you don't, <laughs> you're the fucking worst five <laughs> hockey players. Here, I've here's ever what heard. I would counter with. I don't believe a, a penalty shot, Leon Dreisidel versus a goalie, is 50 50. Oof, let's, well, that's a great question. What is Leon Dreisaitl's shootout record? Is Dreisaitl the shooter you shootout pick? record? What's exactly, and what's his shootout record against a Vesno winning goalie? No, I, I don't Connor. know if you do I it. Pick Connor. Uh, do you? Con- Connor's no. not necessarily the best shootout guy either. Leon Dreisaitl is a career one-for-one one in penalty shots. <laughs> well, but that's penalty shots. What is he in the shootout? I don't know. We never get a shootout this year, so it's hard to even. Oh, that's a anything. tough one. Because I just, be, I just feel like, oh, doesn't that tell you something? They never go to a shootout when it's three on three, lots of open ice. Add two more players, like, come on, 
It's five on three all but day. But I could also I see know. a scenario where Tyson's very ripping shots into shin pads and nothing gets done. You know. So, I'd go five on three. I know. I know the probably math. Like, the math is probably off there, but just our, our we're way more lethal. Connor, hundred percent of the time. Connor will with with only three people to oppose him. He will create the lane and the and the and 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 get the the other team in the position he needs them to be to feed Leon for the one T and end it like one hundred percent. Connor one on one versus a goalie is not a 50-50 play. I'd almost See, prefer it. I don't. So here's the thing: there's be... two different there's two different Connors. There's breakaway Connor, and then there's shootout Connor. Breakaway Connor comes at a million miles an hour, and and the goalies don't have a chance. But but shootout Connor isn't the same. That's true. Follow, that's true. Follow, my, follow my logic on this one. I'd almost prefer to have four on three over three on three or five on three. Sorry. So four on five on three. Those guys are going to You are back. talking Just fucking crazy to talk me. right now. Listen All to right. me. He's off the rails. The milk's gone he, he, he is in Kyle Turris party mode right now. Listen to me. <laughs> Here's the logic. Try and follow it if you can. Three on three overtime. <laughs> three on three overtime is super wide open, right? Guys are getting yep. caught out of position. There's always two on ones because at three on three, they're still being offensive. You go four on three, those three are still going to try to be a little bit offensive. They're not just going to be a little def- uh, mostly defensive. At five no. on three, they're just going to sit back and defend a box the whole time. And so there'll be never any odd man rushes. I think you only you get a minute. Three. I don't, I don't buy it, Charles. I'm Dude, sorry. Man. This is, this is no. Yeah. That is the craziest thing I've ever that'd heard. Be like that, team, that'd be like a team. That'd be like a team saying we're no longer pulling our goalie. Cause it, there's not enough space when we pull our goalie and the other team just tries to score on the empty. Net. No, not what I said is crazy. Do you know what is crazy? <laughs> so so your logic four on three and five on four is the same. So the team should be very offensive in a five no, on four. There's being more. Down ice. Only one no, man. no, no. There's more open ice at four on three than there is at five on four. Yeah, but you could open also ice, like five on ice. three. You could open have like ice. two people. Five on three. You open the, the, ice mentally fi- lets people think that there's more room to do things. Therefore, they do things they shouldn't. Like try to be offensive when it's four on three. If the then, if it's what or Connor would have ended it on the play, on the penalty shot two minutes ago. Or just why take- do you think three on three is so wide open? Well, it is wide open. just wide open. So why do you think? Why do you think having one less guy is more offensive? I don't get that. With no, five it's on not. Three and a I five never on said it was three. <laughs> yes, you did. You said four on three is better no, than a five on three. The three, you would, the, the the three players. If there's five on the other side, the three players on the other team are going to feel a need to be more defensive. But in that scenario, we want them to be offensive. We want them to, to feel the need to have to go and score. Therefore, if it's four on three, they might feel that need a bit. They might think they can get an odd man rush. They might think they can get a jump. And if they do, that has a better percentage chance of somebody being out of position and allowing an odd man rush go the other way. If I my option said, is four on three, if my option is four on three or shootout, I'm going, sh- I'm going penalty shot. But if it's five on three or five on shot. three, because the players yeah. then turn into literally pylons. Five on three, the opposition are legitimately just moving pylons. They can't. You've got them hemmed in. You're in Is, full control. Can you look up a stat at the amount of times a team's been on five on three and what they're what like teams in the league like on a, as a league whole? How many is is it a ninety percent chance that you score on a five on three? No. No, I don't even think like if you were to just do if it's if it's 40 percent, I'd be shocked. If if you found the mean from five on four, I know obviously five on four happens way more than five on three. But if you could find the mean, the mean average of goals in each, I'll bet you anything five on four is higher. Uh, Natural statric doesn't even have a five on three thing. (laughs) That is Um, yeah, that is there's a lot of conjecture here. I believe you're uh, you're you're, you're <laughs> posing a query that's never been asked. That's how silly it is. Okay, do you want to know what crazy is? I was listening to a podcast the other day with 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 um, it's the econo- or the economics of sport. Okay, and there's a guy who's proven <laughs> that it is more beneficial to pull your goalie down by one at the 12 minute yeah. mark. In the third period, if you fucking did that, your team would think you were crazy. But they say that the best time to pull your goalie when you're down by one is with 12 minutes left in the third. 
I the, say the best time to pull your goalie is from the opening faceoff. Start out with there with six men. Why not? As soon as you're down by one in any game, pull them. Chalmers, yeah. that's been around for a while. And I think it was Rob it's, Volman who did the uh, pull goalie bot Twitter account. And like Patrick Waugh did this, man. Patrick Waugh was pulling his goalie with like three and a half, four minutes left. The thinking is you need a goal. Give yourself the most amount of time to score a goal. Teams don't pull their goalies until late in the or until later in the games because they're nervous about giving up the empty netter. But the mindset shouldn't be you're nervous about giving up the empty netter. The mindset should be, I need to give my team as much time as possible to score a goal. Right. So it's open-minded thinking like that. That would be on my side. I guarantee you, yeah. Rob Volner. No. That's your thing. Your thinking is that five on four, much better, much better odds of scoring on a five on four or a four on three than a five on three. Chalmers, your I, line I, of thinking would be like if I said, I'm pulling my goalie at the four-minute mark, but not putting a sixth skater out because I want the other team to be more offensive. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that it. That is exactly no, what's going it, on. That is, that is exactly that is, what's going on. That is exactly are, what's going on. You're twisting it. That's And I don't like it. Wow. I, don't argue with, I don't argue with people who twist it like that. Why would I say that? Have an open goal. What I'm I don't know is, why you would say that. We're we're not saying you said that. We're just saying here's a here's a comparable like analogy to what you're trying to say. Okay, so you're four on three is you're better than five on three. <laughs> Listen, yeah. you are a player on the, the side with three, and you're going out there on a five on three. There's mm. one minute, and one team must score. Yeah. Okay, are you on that <laughs> five on three? going to think at all about being offensive no you're going to be like i'm just going to 100 stop this team from scoring yeah. but at four on three well it depends there'd be a little hold the fuck on at you four think on they're three gonna cheat you think they're going to cheat on a pk is your mindset different if you're if it's four on three over five on three as to how offensive you would be if you're on the side with three and you have one minute and one side must score. No, because you don't want to, you don't want to give up the goal against and end the series. You want to just kill off the penalty. That is the mentality. You only have one minute to score. That's what the, no, 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 no. No, the scenario was we're starting overtime. Yeah. You just, you only, you have one minute at five on three. Like There's not one minute, minute left. Total. <laughs> five on three. Four penalty shot, and this is game over. And we're already in the showers by now. Okay. Connor scored. Before we, oh. we're going to bring in Jason Strudwick in a second here, and I'm going to float this one to Struddy too. Um, <laughs> but for let's, I just want to go around the horn. I want to get everyone's answers. <laughs> no. Your hey, listen, answer to I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. You're going to say, Struds, would you rather have five on three or four on three without no, explaining? No, no, no. He'll ask the same question. He'll ask the same question. Yeah, I will. No, but then when you say, you know what Chalmers said, I know no, Chalmers would rather, Chalmers would rather be down. <laughs> Chalmers' ideal final minute is to be down five on four because our guys will feel more offensive. Nope. See, and this is the part that I know you're going to do. You're going to explain it wrong, and it's going to have a bias. I'm not going to say anything. I want I want an honest opinion from 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 Struds. Okay, here's the hypothetical. I want everyone's answers so I can post this nicely on Instagram after. Okay. Hypothetical. Four on three. The Oilers are going into a Chalmers. If you cut me off one more time, I will sewer you to Strudwick. That's that's where I'm going. It's just me loud and clear. You are heading into overtime game seven Oilers versus Jets. You have a magic wish. You can either give the Oilers a penalty shot or one minute of five on three power play. Bagged milk. You are firmly team penalty shot. Yeah. Give it, give it to Connor. Chalmers, that you are takes firm- out. Listen, if you give it to Connor on a penalty shot, the rest of the variables that Chalmers is going to throw into his answer are gone. <laughs> it is no. Connor versus goalie. I'm, I'm, that I'm is a stay- tough matchup for the goalie. I'm going to say that is straight. one shot. That is Connor getting one shot. We're a five on three. We can get ten. You only need one, baby. I'm Chalmers, five. You can tell three. where I'm at. Five on three. Chuck, I am team five on three. I know. Yeah. Five on I'm, three. I'm also team five on three. I'd rather give McDavid and Dreisaitl multiple chances than just mm-hmm. take a risk at one. But it's an interesting debate because five on three is definitely the safe play. If you're into risky business, I can totally see why you would go uh, penalty shot. I can totally and be- understand and be- it. Risky business. Yes. Bagmel, I also don't know why you would want to go five on three because a five on three gives Nuge the chance to get the game winner. The well, series clincher. That, you would, I, we want nothing more guy. than that. I'm a team guy. Okay, one more win. One- matters more one more thing the guy misses the penalty shot that momentum swings 
to start that. Oh yeah. To start that. Oh, that period oh yeah. Now. I don't buy them. Well, all. But, it, what, but if they you don't buy them, if they kill off the know, five on Trump, three, if they kill off the five on three, same thing. Momentum. Yeah, yeah, but you also, if they kill off the five on three, there's the opportunity of the door opening behind the. But they're not killing off the five on three. That's the thing. It's a five on three for a minute. The yeah, there's a minute left on a five on three. On every five on three they've had over the last few years. They also weren't but you're scoring on every penalty shot automatically. Like, did yeah, they even have a really yeah. bad miss against like Carolina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he completely, completely duffed it. I'd probably but, put Josh Archibald. I actually was thinking that. I like Josh Archibald on a penalty I do too. Fuck but God, I wouldn't yeah. do it for that. I wouldn't do it game seven. Fuck that. I would do it then. Uh, if that's what we're doing, I'm doing Gaetan Haas, and he could do a clapper from the top of the circle. If you want to get yeah. legit fired as the coach of the Edmonton Oilers, you put out <laughs> Josh Ar- You put out anybody but Dreisaitl and Nuge, or uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid, and you're getting fucking fired if they miss that shot. You're getting fired even if they make it, I think. <laughs> also, the momentum... <laughs> Momentum change. Uh, if the team kills off the five on three, that would also be a massive swing. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to get to Struddy in a second. Before we do that, twigandberries.ca. We love them very much. They have a flashy new website, and it is nice and sexy to match their sexy lines of clothing and their own brand of nutsack underwear. Same great style, though. The... Oof, Jesus. I've got a sweet dent in my forehead, Tyler. Look at this. How's that for an ad? Read? I don't know how Twigginberries could fix that, but maybe you go there, pick up a nice cap, use the promo code NATION15, gets you 15% off. They have free shipping on, in Canada on orders over $100 as well. So many great products. Check them out, twigginberries.ca. I'm going to uh, dial up Jason Strudwick now. What's his number? You Okay, wait. You don't believe in momentum, Ramchek? I, I believe in it l- way less than other people. <laughs> what? You do not this. understand the mental Whoa. side of Whoa, first question to Struds is that. No. Yep, absolutely. Yes. We're dead. Yeah. Holy going. cow, Struds. Struds. Good, I'm good, I'm good. Struds, I'm good. I don't mute listen to your M. Chuck right now. Do not listen to your M. Chuck right now. <laughs> do you believe that momentum is a thing? Oh, yeah. I think it is. I do think it is. Like, when you're, when you're feeling it, whether you're playing golf or hockey or, you know, your investments are going well or maybe you're, you know, you're getting a lot of numbers with the ladies. It feels so good. There's momentum. And then when it's interrupted for any reason, you got to start it over again. So I do believe there's momentum. Do you, you believe, do you believe that sometimes analysts yeah. overblow momentum? Um, well, I need to know what, like, so like when a team, when, it, when a team comes out of killing a five on three penalty, is there legitimately a momentum boost for the other side? Or is that just a result of the other, the team that's no longer killing the penalty gets to put their best players back out on the ice and they play a little bit better. Oh no, you feel it. I can tell you, ah. when you like, let's, let's say you're down, <laughs> let's say, like, let's say you're winning by one and, and you take this Nelson a five on three and you go out there and you kill it. You come off, you're feeling so good about it. And then your teammates are jack because now they get to unleash the fury, Mitch, and get after you. So, hundred percent, man. No, okay. no, there's, there's definitely momentum now. You know, that went well. There's a momentum from series to series that like is, in the playoffs. That's maybe a little bit harder to quantify. But like, if you're playing good, you want to keep playing. Like, I never thought when I was playing well, like, oh, you know what? I really need a break. When I'm playing badly, I was like, oh man, I could show you the break right now. So I think right. that that's you know you're feeling it. You're feeling it out there. Well, maybe I've a, grown and become a better person from this debate, and I'm willing that to is a, so Thank you. That is thank a you, Struds. This was disappointed this was a, looking to your Remchuk here. Right yeah, now. this was, I, yeah. Could, I was shocked that that was his take to this. Anyways, your Remchuk, well, well, back to you. Running the about, show. Well, just think about your Remchuk. Let's say, let's say this. Like, you are having great shows. You have, yeah. you have five days of great shows. Do you look forward to the weekend? Study, like, oh, I wish I could keep going. Study, I've had five years of nothing but great shows, so let's just get that out of here. Right here. Uh, oh, no, I, I understand that a little bit. What a nerd. Wow. All right. Uh, before we get going, this appearance from Jason Strudwick is brought to you by Vision VR Hockey. Train your hockey brain to see the place to make with their virtual reality simulators located in St. Albert. Go to visionvrhockey.com. Uh, Struddy, we've been chewing on a hypothetical so far in this podcast, and this is the hypothetical. The Oilers go into game seven against the Winnipeg Jets. The game goes into overtime. You could pick between one of two things to start overtime. Either the Oilers get a one-minute five-on-three advantage or they get a penalty shot and they get to choose who takes it. Which one do you think Dave Tippett should choose? Oh, oh yes. Uh, <laughs> wow. 
So can you recap that again? I just want to make sure I'm clear. Okay, so it's against the Jets. Well, it's it's game seven yeah. of a series going. No, into no, overtime. it's against the Jets. That's yeah. against the Jets. Important. Sure, consistency. Game seven against the Jets going into overtime. Dave Tippett can either choose a magic genie's granting him a wish. He can either choose to give his team a five on three for one minute or a penalty shot, and he gets to choose who takes it. Which one does he pick? I go the power play. I think yeah. it gives him more opportunities. You know, when you, you, you think the penalty shot, you have one chance, mm-hmm. one shot, whereas on a five on three, you might get three shots. So as it increases my chances, right? Like what's, what's the saying that, uh, that your grandpa used to say, what is it? Something about there's better to have two birds in a bush than three birds in your pocket or something. I don't forget <laughs> the thing, but a bird, a bird in hand is worth two in the bush. Uh, well, I don't know if that's correct, but you, you, but, you, 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 Oh, oh, yeah, I like Strud's is better. Yep, there we go, Struddy. Um, I'm happy you now, chimed what, in on that. Like, what, who's, like, who, am I going against someone heavily today, Uremchuk? Is it you? You no, want to have the penalty shot? No, well, first of all, Uremchuk doesn't believe in momentum, so in that case, yes. But I said Strud's, I was like, if given the chance, I don't think Connor McDavid versus a goalie on a penalty shot is a 50-50. I think it's advantage Connor. Really? And so, and so Struds, Struds, what the way the momentum yeah. conversation came up was I made the point if Connor McDavid was to miss that penalty shot and then they started a three on three overtime right then, that that would create momentum it's the, the other way for Thomas. Winnipeg. It's the playoffs. It's not a three on three. Five on five playoffs. after. Whatever. Five on five. Fuck. If it starts overtime, the way we came up with the momentum thing was we said if he misses that penalty shot, the other team's going to come into starting the overtime with momentum. And Chuck said, that doesn't exist. But I, I, but Strud's also said, if you kill off the five on three, then there's momentum there. And you've got two guys potentially flying out of the box for a, a deep pass and a breakaway going the other way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 not, it's a great conversation to have. And I, 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 do, I do think that like the momentum exists. Like I, I can tell you in the game when you like, the same way, let's say the Oilers have a power play, the five-on-three power play, and they get shut down. You, it literally loses momentum off your bench, or, or energy, I should say, because you're, you're so, like, you're like, God, we got a five-on-three. This is going to steal it. We're up by one. We're going to steal it here. Like, there's no way we're not going to score. And then you don't score, and that next shift isn't quite as good. And the Jets or whoever come out flying because they're jacked. Like, oh, my God, we just killed a penalty against one of the greatest power plays in the last whatever number of years, right? So. Yeah. There definitely is that that swing, right? And so that's why in games, it'll be interesting to see, you know, with the, without fans in the stands, if there's still as much of a swing after something like that. Because the fans, you know, yeah. like fans appreciate a good penalty kill and everything. Oh, yeah. When there's oh, a good yeah. oh, kill, yeah. they get jacked. And I used to love that feeling. You get it, like, you know, Edmonton a little bit, but I played the Rangers. They give us standing ovations for penalty kills. And I got to tell you, like, as a guy that scored a lot of goals, that meant a lot to me because that was just effort, right? That That's. Not a lot of skill, let's be honest, but there's there's some there's intelligence and some effort to go into it. And when they recognize that, you're like, that is a sophisticated hockey fan. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's I think it's fantastic. Interesting. All right. Um, moving along here, uh, the game Oilers Canucks is canceled uh, for tomorrow night. Did they make the right decision postponing this game? I do. I, I can't imagine trying to play a game with such little you know time to prepare like. You know, you're looking about the Olympic breaks, you have, I think we'd have 10 days off and maybe I want to say four or five days of practice, something like that. And it took me till day four or five to feel like I did prior to the break. Now, you know, I was sick for different reasons during that time. It wasn't yeah, necessarily COVID, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, still, it, 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 it takes time to get back. And my biggest thing was, like, I, does it really matter Vancouver if they win or lose? I, I don't think it really does. But, I mean, no disrespect to Canucks, but I don't think they're a playoff team this year. But what I worry about for those players is injury. Yeah. You know, when you're half step behind, someone blows you up, and now you're out for six months. And I know the chance that happening is low, but I believe that chance would be higher than it was if they have a few days to practice and kind of get their feet underneath them. I want to, uh, I want to end it with this one. Can you tell us your best ever shorthanded moment, like ever a junior game where you had to play with less people, anything uh, like that? Against the Oilers. One of my first games against the Oilers, we're killing a five-on-three. I'll never forget this. And Corey Cross shoots it off my shin pad. I couldn't believe it. So I go all the way. I, I, it, I block it. I, and again, I was a D-man. I don't know why I was there. Obviously, I had a position, which wasn't uncommon. And I, I get it. I jump by him. Now I have like a semi-breakaway on Tommy Salem. 
So I shoot it, and I don't score. The rebound comes right back to me. I shoot it off the post. It would have been a five-on-three shorthanded goal. Like You want to talk about telling that story. I would have told it daily on any with anyone who's listening. <laughs> and I always, again, afterward in the game, I was like, oh, my God, it was so close. I'm like, yeah, well, it was close, but I didn't get it down. But, oh, I wish, like, I don't, I, I don't really wish for goals. I wish that would happen. It would have been such a great story to talk about it. Oh, you see that snipe of a rebound? You know, nothing really too special. Uh, I lied. I have one more. What does the addition of Dmitry Kulikov, what does that do for the Oilers' blue line? Is that a significant add in your eyes? I think it's just stabilizes it, right? I think they've been looking for some stability in that top four. And, you know, I think people have to temper their expectations of Kulikov and who he is or what he, what he provides. I think he's just a simple. He's just he's going to move it up. He can move pretty well. He's going to kill penalties. He's going to make it a lot easier. He's not, nothing's going to be too crazy. But I think he's going to make his partner better. And I think whether that partner's Barry or Bear, he's going to understand how to play with those guys because he's been playing with a guy like that in P.K. Subban. So he's really comfortable playing with a guy who, you know, likes to move up or talk or whatever. So I think it's a great opportunity for that to happen and, and uh, stabilize that top. Unfortunately for Jones and Rusty and Willie Legaston, that means only one of the three get in. So, uh, you know, two guys are sitting out. It'll be I wish we could. Uh, I wish we could get Strud's take, but I can't even remember how Chalmers phrased it with his five on three, five on so, four. So Chalmers nonsense. said, "Can I? Can I tell him? If I just sure, tell him, then sure, you, sure. you go, Charles. You get go. it wrong, and then we all have to argue about it again." You better My, tell the exact same because you yeah. have no, you're probably going to correct your wrong. I will go. 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 Okay. So what I said was, in three on three, it's super wide open because there's a ton of ice, and the chances of an odd man rush are high. If it's a five on three in overtime and it's only for a minute, that team that's got three is going to, and I have to say this. I thought that there was only one minute and one team had to score. Now I thought that the three players are just going to sit back, be defensive. So I, I said, maybe it'd be better to only have a four on three because then maybe the three players on defense would maybe be a little bit more offensive, make a mistake and generate a couple more odd man rushes for the four players. Stupid? Maybe. Yeah, not maybe. I think you can correct yourself. <laughs> Take maybe out of that. Like, can you imagine the coach saying, hey, we're going to give you a five on three. No, 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 no. We'll take the four here's, on three. Like, we're going to wave a penalty. Wave here's a my, penalty. Like, you know, here's my thing. I, I thought that he had phrased it as there was only one minute. <laughs> oh, and here one we go. Had to score. Yeah. Jesus, Charles. All right. Study, I'm not going to waste your time with this argument. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Today. No, 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 no. Before Shreds goes, I got a, I got a questionable playoffs because you made a you made a comment there that what uh, what Kulikov does to the lineup. In your mind, going into the playoffs, you said um, if you if you had to choose between Legacy Jones or Russell, who are you picking opening uh, game one? I'm going as Rusty, and then Jones, and then Legacy. That's my order. Yeah. Um, and and the way those guys play is if someone plays himself out of a spot, right? Yeah. Um, or I'm having trouble moving the puck because I think we all know that you know that guy can definitely move the puck um, better than some. As far as Jones, that is. Yeah, good stuff. But let me let me just comment on that one that one thing too. So if your football team is is like on the fifty yard line, down by six points, and someone throws a pass to your favorite receiver and there's pass interference, are you going to wave it off and say no? We don't want it on the one yard line. Let's take it back to the twenty five yard line. Give them a more room to operate. I don't know. You're cutting out. <laughs> you can't hear you very well. <laughs> uh, thanks for doing this, Struddy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so are you i wanted to talk more about what your spring plans were i've got nothing to look forward to right now other than kids sports and i need some you always have good ideas so what the hell's going on for you for spring what are we to look forward to these days buddy yeah he already hung up oh he hung up oh, <laughs> i let you run out the question though. yeah i love it you're up to uh, okay. he gave us i oh. wanted him to say disc golf we need to get him yeah. involved in our disc golf oh absolutely yeah, we should that's not yeah. when he came Like we asked him about winter, right? We asked him about winter. He had some good ideas for winter. And like, honestly, my whole thing is like right now I'm like excited for the weekends to watch hockey outside. You know what I mean? And like, there's not much to look forward to. And the sun just makes it that much more apparent that there's nothing to look forward to. Well, it helps me to just go outside period. Even just going for a walk. You know what what I bought today? Well, I didn't buy it today. I bought it yesterday. No, I bought, uh, so I bought a big a projector and for an outdoor TV. Nice. 
and a big screen. Yeah. And then nice. and it like actually mounts outside and apparently, and so I got the Shaw guys to come hook up a Shaw box outside. It's going to be awesome. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I got, it's, you know, it's little things like that that I got to look forward to, but do I you have a, do you have a hot tub out there by that setup? This is great. We do. We do not have a hot tub. I was going to say, they got Oilers those inflatable game, ones, man. They got those inflatable ones that uh, I looked at once and now I see like 9 million times on my so- on, on Instagram, but yeah, they're like Brooks pretty cheap. Either. You know yeah, what? You I'm unpopular. Ones. I'm unpopular as hell today already on this show because of my, some of my takes. But here's another one. I'm not a big hot tub guy. Make me tired. Oh, that's, yeah. Don't want to be a in rough one. When, I, when we go skiing one. and stuff and everybody wants to go in the hot tub after and we've all got a really healthy buzz, all I feel like that's doing is just. Taking the buzz right out of me. It's a oh. vacuum. It's a party vacuum. I oh. I'm not a not a big hot tub guy. Loves I go in time. there. I, I I go into a hot tub and leave with a much much larger buzz. No, I start yawning. That's not my thing. That's fair. Hey hey, but Chalmers, you know you, and, and if a hot tub doesn't fit you, that's fine. Before uh, we keep moving on, because we're going to be chatting, doing a little odd shark chat here in just a second. I need to give some love to the folks at manscaped.com. Head over manscaped.com. Click on the little uh, Canadian redirect at the top of the page and all your pricing will be in Canadian dollars as well. And that is the first step. That is the most important step in your spring cleaning process. Pick up the lawnmower 3.0. Use the promo code real life and it'll save you 20% off. Get you free shipping as well. Manscaped.com. You've heard me do the spiel a hundred times. Why have you not gone and used the promo code yet? Come on now. Clean yourself up for spring. Let's go. It'd be right. less musky. Jeez, wow. uh, you took command musky. there, you're up, Chuck. You you yeah, took yeah, command. Yeah. I felt like yeah. you were in charge. I do that. Um, we usually at this point <laughs> in the very podcast, modest today too. You're up, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. you've, been, you've been very <laughs> modest today. Five, five, uh, it's five, nice to see you. Five years of shows. Band. Yeah. <laughs> All I do is produce good podcasts. Um, okay. This is usually the point where Scott Hastings joins our show, but it's Ian McMillan joining us from oddshark.com. All the sports betting information you need to make the sharper play. Check them out. Oddshark.com. Ian, welcome to the real life podcast. How's it going? Uh, it's going well, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'll try to see if I can fill uh, Scott Hastings shoes here. It will uh, be Ian, tough. I want to start off with a question here. We're asking everybody. Yeah. Game seven. You have the opportunity for your team as a genie pops out and he's, you've got the opportunity to go five on three for one minute or a penalty shot with the player of your choice. And this is for your team to win the game. Which, which route are you going? I'll go penalty shot Austin Matthews all day. I'm a Leafs fan. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put the game on, on my guy, Austin Matthews' shoulders. I said the same thing about Connor. Nobody's, nobody's buying it. Now, uh, more chances on a five on three. It just makes sense. If I, if, I, if I said I could give you one lottery ticket or three lottery tickets, which one would you take, right? I don't know. Anyways. I mean, in, in, in theory, the issue with five on three, you could give up a goal. I mean, it's pretty unlikely, but you could Oof. give up a goal in five on three. You can't give up a goal if you're just getting a penalty shot. Yeah, Thank that's you. fair. Thank you. Uh, before we keep going, uh, you handle the Bacon Bits podcast for Odd Shark, correct? Uh, it, it, that's separate from Odd oh, Shark. That's just kind Audshark. of my, my own podcast. But ah, yes, okay. I uh, rant into a microphone about sports betting for about an hour. Good stuff. So people want to hear more, they can search out the Bacon Bits podcast. Uh, let's start by talking a little hockey. Trade deadline's a couple days in the rear view mirror now. Uh, did any moves at the deadline change how you view some teams going forward here and down the stretch? <laughs> I mean, I'm going I'm to sound a little bit biased here, but I, I, I think you have to say the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I, I, they got a little bit more grit with Nick Foligno. Uh, they got some depth on defense. I mean, uh, and like, like I said, I'm a massive Toronto Maple Leafs fan, so this is uh, me being extremely biased, but I think it's time to play in the parade route, man. This is, this is our year. The Stanley mm-hmm. Cup is coming home to Toronto. And it's you that are, type of bravado that's going to make sure it does not happen for these fans. <laughs> I say, you are winning over our listeners. I can just tell you. <laughs> yeah. This is an Oilers Nation podcast, you know, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, get this guy on the Leafs Nation pods. Uh, anyways, wh- oh, fuck, where was I going to go now? I just totally distracted myself. Oh, we like to talk to Scott Hastings about sort of like the different ways you can bet on the nhl and he's a big fan of like first period over unders outside of just straight up like money lines or spreads are there any little nhl bets that you keep an eye on or you track the trends of anywhere you feel like you have an edge 
I usually like to keep my betting pretty simple. Uh, those first period ones, in my opinion, are kind of tricky because if I'm going to place a bet, I want as long as possible because it, it, the longer, uh, it, if I think I handicap a game correctly, the longer the game goes on, the more likelihood that that's going to happen if I think I have an edge handicapping. So I know Scott likes those first period totals. I'm not a big fan of those. Uh, I like goal props a little bit if I'm doing it just for fun. No, I don't think betting on goal props is a good way uh, to make money long-term. But if I'm going to sit down, uh, maybe have a couple of drinks while I'm watching a game. Uh, I'll, I'll toss a couple bucks on maybe my favorite player on that team uh, to score a goal. Um, so that's that's kind of the fun one that I do if it's anything outside of money line or, uh, or or total. Sometimes I like to do alternate puck line. So you guys might know puck line is obviously for a team to win by at least two goals. I like to get a little aggressive and, and sometimes even take like a minus two and a half line, minus three and a half line if I want to get crazy, if my Leafs are, are, are playing maybe uh, the Senators or someone like that. The only team who dominates the Senators is, in fact, the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, that might be a spot. That's true. (laughs) Fun fact. (laughs) Um, I wanted to chat a little Major League Baseball with you as well. We're very early on in the season. Uh, Not even a point where you could say we have like a good sample size or anything. But uh, who have you been liking so far in the baseball season? And uh, is there anyone you're keeping an eye on here going forward? I mean, I, I think you have to say that the, the Cincinnati Reds, I think that'd be a team that a lot of people uh, would say right now with how hot their bats are. Of course, I finally decided to bet on them uh, uh, there yesterday and they lost to the Giants and got completely shut out. And I bet on them because their pots, uh, their bats were apparently hot. So uh, I, I, I think the Reds, I, I think we knew that their, that their pitching was going to be decent heading in their season. I didn't expect their, their bats to be this hot. Uh, they're all the way up to 35 to one now to win the world series. I, I think that's a team uh, that you got to keep an eye on. Uh, and the other team right now that's impressed me so far. And, and it pains me to say, because I mean, now they're, I think they've taken over the title of the least likable team in professional sports. And that's, and that's a Houston Astros, uh, but 16 to one right now to win the world series. I think that's a team that you got to keep an eye on, obviously an extremely talented squad there in Houston um, sucks to kind of, to kind of cheer for them. If you do have money on them, Um but yeah, uh, the Houston Astros, 16 to one. I think they're a team to keep an eye on, uh, eye out for as well. Uh, we usually wrap these up with Scott Hastings by asking him to give us some advice. And usually because we like parlays, we parlay them. But uh, any <laughs> plays tonight, if it's hockey, that's great. Baseball maybe as well. But what are you liking on tonight's slates? Yeah, so for tonight, man, I it, it's I, I kind of like I kind of like the Athletics in, in, in the late game tonight. The Athletics kind of got off to a slow start, especially their offense. Um, but I think a spot that you kind of want to look at in baseball this early in the season is to kind of fade the trends. If there's teams that, that, that are doing re- uh, really well in one area to kind of go the, uh, or really bad in one area and then to kind of bet on them to kind of uh, revert to the mean, re- re- revert to the average. The Athletics are a team that I had high hopes for heading into the season. They, they've disappointed me so far, so, uh, so far this season. They're taking on the Tigers, minus 170. I wouldn't take the Tiger or the Athletics on the money line. I, I would go ahead and get aggressive, take them on the run line uh, for them to win by at least two runs at plus 120. Uh, so athletics would be my, my favorite play uh, as far as major league baseball goes tonight. Any hockey? Uh, I don't have any locked in. I'm just going to bring it up really quick and see uh, if there's anything that sticks out to me. Uh, the Islanders man and the Islanders minus one Oh five against the Bruins tonight. So uh, a very slight underdog. And I had a little bit of a rivalry with the Islanders fan base last season. Oh, yeah. uh, I called them a frauds before the whole <laughs> pandemic uh, went down. Um, I thought they were going to miss the playoffs and I thought the pandemic uh, kind of saved them. But so far, I mean, I can't call the Islanders frauds this year. They're a lot better offensively this year than what they were last year. So uh, going up against a Bruins team uh, that hasn't exactly looked great recently. So I, I, I like the Islanders a slight underdog as well. Perfect. Appreciate your time today, man. This was fun. We'll do it again soon. Sounds good, man. Take care guys. There you hey, go. buddy. That is Ian McMillan from odd shark joining us on the real life podcast. Uh, all this, everything you need to make the sharper play. There you so go. that's Pin- athletics minus two, minus one and a half. Minus and one is the, you uh, is there, minus one, one and a half. Is there minus? Does does minus one and a half exist? I'm just trying to look. This is yeah, why you got to play multiple sports books. Uh oh, minus one and a half. Perfect. There you go. Parlay that with the Islanders. It's uh, plus three thirty. So it's actually a pretty decent parlay for only having two legs to it. Um, Who are the Islanders playing? The Bruins. 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 Oh, I'm not touch. I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. Who the fuck are the Bruins playing in net nowadays? I know they're getting decent results, but like Taylor Hall, I think I'm I'm fading. Oh, they are playing Rask tonight, actually. Oh shit! 
Yeah, I'm fading here. I'm checking that. I'm just going single bet. I've got a. I got to. I got to rebuild my account. It's been getting a little hammered a little lately. Uh, before we wrap things up, because we do have a little bit of time here, I saw a TikTok want- the other day that said bees can tell time. That blew my hey, mind. Hey man, never under never underestimate bees. Bees, bees are magical are creatures. Insanely organized, and my dad's a beekeeper. You're on Chuck. That's An what he apiary. does as a hobby. An apiarist. Yep. Oof. Uh, he. Bees are fascinating creatures. If you, if you spend a bunch of time around them, mm-hmm. I've spent my whole life or we used to have beehives in my yard when I was growing up and nobody ever wanted to come play at my house as a result. So yeah. I'm very familiar with the bee game. It does not surprise me that they could tell time. They could probably sm- send out signals of some kind uh, outside of that. Also, Tyler, you might like to know this. The flavor and the color of your honey is very, very different depending on where the beekeeper puts his hives. What next, what field are they next to? Makes a big oh, difference. Did you know mm-hmm. that? That's interesting. I'm, I'm waiting. When, when do I get my next uh, batch of uh, dandelion honey? Bag milk. Uh, you know what? My dad's doing another run here right away. So he's doing run one of uh, he's getting ready. He's preparing his shop for run one. So when everything starts to bloom, um, you know, towards the end of the month, early may, I'll have a, I'll have, a, I'll have some more for you. Like how awesome. many Queens does he have? Well, he's getting older and, you know, he's in his mid seventies at this point. So he's just kind of maintaining what he's got. But when I was a kid, he used to have three, 400 hives, like, and they were tall. They were the ones where they're stacked up six, seven feet high. Um, but now I think he's got about a hundred left. And instead of doing the big orders every year where he orders Queens from New Zealand, um, he just kind of maintains what he's got. Uh, he builds very, very like intricate hive networks now where everything has insulation built right into it. Like you would a house as opposed to wrapping it with that blue styrofoam stuff. So he's, he's leveled his game up, but, um, it's, it's, it's a bummer, man. As your parents start to get older, I just, I cannot ever imagine a day when I don't have fresh unpasteurized honey in my house, you know? Oh yeah. I I would like to have, I would like to have one day with that. So feel free, grab me a jar. Well, then give me uh, I could use you then, Chalmers, because I, you know, I'm prepping my house to sell any, from a construction standpoint, any things, any tips you can give me or thing areas to address. I know you're not a realtor by any means, but like, well, you've no, been in but your I, share of houses. Yeah, I've dealt with, a, I've dealt with a bunch of people that were selling their houses and the realtors always say, it's all about those showings, all about the, like the, the way you, um, the way you stage it when you're listing it. And uh, I know that a lot of real estate agents will actually offer that service uh, to come in and just help you stage your house, uh, make it open, make it more open. Uh, I really don't see putting any substantial money into like, you know, fixing something or that unless it's like a broken window and it's literally just got a screen on it. I'm talking like, you know, going around and totally repainting the whole place so that it looks fresh. I just sometimes don't think that's the best use of money. Um, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen people renovate and put, maybe put down new flooring or like all new hardware on their cabinetry to sell their house. And then the people that buy it change it out anyways. Right. And so you just don't know what people's intentions are. Uh, the fact is, is whatever money you put into it, you're not going to get that out. The place is going to sell for what it's going to sell for, whether or not you repaint it or not. Um, so honestly, just make it feel open, make it feel nice and light and, uh, Try to make it feel as uncluttered as possible. Clutter is the enemy to the real estate agent. Well, it's interesting that you said that, Like, So I hate cleaning and packing. I hate moving. Yeah. And the only way for me to do it is, I feel like you'd actually respect this, Chalmers. I've been, uh, I've been crushing cocktails. I've been emptying out the old liquor cabinet every night. And that's, if I'm going to clean, I might as well do it with a buzz on. And, uh, makes a difference you know yeah my favorite time of night is when everybody goes to bed and i dance clean about 10 10 out of 10 drunk and dance clean and oh it's the best you start, you start you start with all the garbage and then you do all the all the cans and bottles and the next thing you know you just have plates and dishes and you know if you make a fire you make a you make a pizza while you're doing it oh man <laughs> listen to some music like in your earphones so you're not waking up everybody it's a glorious well, I, time to be by yourself I live by myself, right? So the other day I was having some rums and I had, uh, I, I'm, I'm collecting pieces of vinyl and uh, I had some Zeppelin records going. They were blasting. Rums were flowing. It was great. Pieces yeah. of vinyl. Pieces of vinyl. Yeah. How many vinyl. pieces? Uh, probably about nine? 20 pieces right now. Maybe nine? 29. Nice. Is it, hey, Chalmers, is that- you want to? 
or your M check. You want another fun fact about bees? Yes. They have tongues. Really? Yes. Not totally sure. I asked for the first fun fact about bees, but sure, I'll take it. I just hit one. you guys with it. I don't know. I saw it pop up and I was like, oh, fuck. That's cool. I, like, <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up the TikTok that the TikTok that I saw today of uh, Jay crushing some cans. That's the most hey, I thought you were an amazing up. song. What was we the do song? I have license on the podcast to play that song. Claude and I, Joe. Oh, fuck. Oh, well, I mean. Oh. Accidentally hit a button of Jack Michaels. It's funny that you did. You essentially recreated the video I used to post all the time for the nation. Yeah. Well, Josh is like, I'm I'm upstairs. Well, you and I are on that that, that interview call. And he's like, do you have like five minutes for a quick TikTok video? I'm like, sure. So I come out and he's got that all set up. So I got to unpack this. I got to unpack this real quick. JR, are you telling me that a normal part of your day is to make TikTok videos? You know, when I got a few extra moments of time, sure, why not? All in the content. <laughs> so I could go on TikTok right now, and would this be under the Nation? Uh, yep. Weather's Nation. Yep. TikTok account? Weather's yep. Nation, yep. Yeah, I'm a TikTok star now. Wow. By star, I mean not at all. TikTok is just one of those things. I don't care how big it ever gets, which is probably the biggest thing in the world right now. I will not be on it. Oh, Chalmers. If, oh, they've the got, if they've got Aqua, if they got licensed to Aqua, we got to get Chalmers on TikTok. Uh, my Chalmers, dad doesn't I'll know. I'll start sending you prison cooking videos and stuff like that mm-hmm. from TikTok. They are the best. Like these dudes are, I mean, I don't know how they get their phones in. I've got my theories, of course. But some of the videos that these, I learned that this dude, I'll never forget this as long as I live. He cooked a sausage on the stainless steel toilet bowl with a candle he made himself from toilet paper. And I was just like, my mind is fucking blown. This is the best content I've ever seen. I don't even know why I have cable anymore, to be honest. My dad couldn't tell you the difference between Facebook, Twitter, none of that stuff. My dad is somehow all in on TikTok. Well, I know why he's. I know why he is. He sends me like golf videos, and I, I know <laughs> what you're babes. going. Like I know what dancing. you're going with, but the videos he sends, like the algorithm, <laughs> will cure it for you. He yeah, he gets like Seinfeld scenes and like old uh, old Three Stooges clips. He'll send me and be like, "This was funny." Anyways, me and my dad talk more than ever because of TikTok. See, bring the people Aww. together. Yep. Have you All hugged right. yet? Fuck, have we hugged yet? Isn't it you that doesn't hug your dad? Yeah, I don't. And I, I, I don't think that will ever change. Remember when I told you that I like to embarrass my dad in public by kissing him on the mouth and you blew your mind up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Such a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. He's just like complete shock. It's the best. Tyler, try that one one day. I guarantee it'll blow your dad's mind. I I'd be in the hospital. Um, all right. We're going to wrap up episode uh, 273 of the Real Life Podcast here. Uh, shout out to Ian McMillan from Odd Shark. Uh, Bacon Bets Podcast is another way you can find him there. Uh, Oodle Noodle, Twig and Berries, and Manscaped. If you're going to Manscaped, the promo code is Real Life. If you're going to Twig and Berries, it is Nation 15. They're also a sponsor of Blue Jays Nation Radio, which is a great podcast you should check out if you're a baseball fan. Uh, that, is- please, Tyler. I want to know about BJN Radio. What? I want to know about the, I know about the podcast you and Coombs are doing. Uh, after every Blue Jays series, because you know how baseball works, they played you know the short series all year. After every series, me and Coombsy take 25 to 35 minutes, and we just recap it. And last week, or on our last episode, we had a Yankees fan on because the Jays took two or three from the Yanks, and he had a full-on meltdown on our podcast. He nice. freaked the fuck out. He was like, they're done. They're not winning anything. This has been a problem for four years. He ripped apart the entire fucking team. It was hilarious. Highly recommend, of course, because all I do is put radio good shows. Available everywhere, yes? Available wherever you get your podcast from. Just like Nation Real Life, we need more reviews on all our podcasts as well. So make sure you go hit us up. Leave us a review. We will read it. Uh, shout out to Chalmers, Jay, Bagged Milk, Oodle Noodle, Twig and Berries, and Manscaped. I'm Tyler Uremchuk. Thanks to you for tuning in. Episode 273 of the podcast is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.